Hello, and welcome to the Thrive in Change podcast. I'm Shannon LaBruyere. Everybody, it's me, Shannon LaBruyere. I am live and loving it tonight. Welcome to Sunday Night Live, where we learn about the principles that allow us to thrive in change. We can thrive in the change that we want. We can thrive in the change that we don't. It looks different, those two scenarios, believe you me, but we can thrive no matter what we're going through, when we understand the principles that drive resilience, that drive um, contentment, that drive confidence. We're gonna talk about some of that stuff. So welcome, thank you for being here. Uh, before we get started, I want to introduce you to tonight's Thrive Principle that we are going to explore a little bit, take a deep dive, and it is this one, hashtag respect the now. You know, I did a little bit of looking back and realized I don't talk a lot about this principle, but this principle is powerful. So today is a great opportunity to explore how does the principle respect the now equip us to be able to thrive in the midst of change that we don't want, the unwanted change that comes at us from out of nowhere, or maybe sometimes we see it coming, but We'll explore that a little bit more in a minute. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Hashtag respect the now. If you've got some comments to make about this, if you decide to, and I hope you do, share this video, put that hashtag in there. Hashtag respect the now. So that if people are looking for information about that particular principle, your share will show up and that'll boost your figures. That'll get your friends talking. And I really do hope that what we talk about here on Sunday Night Live is something that you feel good about sharing with others, because if you are the only one growing, you're going to outgrow the people around you. But when you can share with them the good stuff that you're learning, the, the awareness that you're seeing in your life, when you share that with your friends, they can have an opportunity to grow as well. And you guys can all grow together. It's a beautiful thing. So I encourage you to share Sunday Night Live. All right. And we can't go very far without a sincere, heartfelt thank you to our sponsor, Thumb Roast Coffee. ThumbRoastCoffee.com is where you can get the world's best coffee, fresh roasted, at a 15% savings when you use the coupon code THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E. I invite you to try it. You will not be sorry. You will not be sorry. I have talked to people who said, this is the only coffee that I drink. This is the only coffee that helps me to not get an upset stomach because of acid. Uh, I think that Sumatran is the, um, the roast that helps people who can't tolerate a lot of acid when they drink coffee. Another person said that it is her favorite part of the day, and I had to agree. So I encourage you, if you want the world's best coffee, write to your mailbox. It is fresh. It is delicious. You will love it. Go to thumbrosecoffee.com. Use the coupon code THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, and you can get 15% off. What's not to like about that, right? All right. Hello. Let's see who's jumping on. Hi, Mary. I'm glad you're here. And Kelly, thank you for being here. And thank you for the kind words. Laura, I'm glad you're here. And Carol as well. Thank you for being here. 
for those of you who've never been on a live Sunday night live broadcast, maybe this is your first time. I would love it if you said hi in the comments. And if you're watching this on a recording, that's the beauty of Sunday night live. You don't have to watch it live. If you're watching this on a recording, by all means, drop a comment in. I go back and look. I like to see who's in there, who's participating, what questions and comments do you have? And you can shoot me a message in Facebook Messenger. I would love to hear from you. If this is your first time, post it in the comments. Let us know where you're watching from and be prepared. Roll up those sleeves. Be prepared to engage, to lean into our conversation tonight so that you get the most out of it. Ready? All right. Let's see. Awesome. Okay. So tonight we are talking about control. I posted a meme when I announced this on Facebook. I, I loved this little video. It To me, it was the most amazing thing. It is, if you haven't seen it, I encourage you, you can go to uh, the Thrive and Change page and you'll be able to see the video right where I'm, don't do it while we're talking, but when we're done, go check it out because it's posted on the Thrive and Change page. And those of you who are part of the Sunday Night Live Facebook group, I posted it in there as well. And so what it is, it's a man, it's a man with a janitor's bucket and a mop, something like you'd use in an industrial setting, you know, to clean the floors at the school or whatever. And he is standing on the shores of what looks like the ocean. And he's got a mop. He's got a bucket. And every time a wave comes up on the beach, this man leans down and as fast as he can, he mops up as much of that water as he can. And then he puts it in the bucket and squeezes it out just in time for the next wave to come. And he mops it up real quick and then hoists that wet mop up and squeezes it out. And then he does it again. He's losing that engagement, you guys. <laughs> he is never, never going to get all of that water off of the beach. The ocean is going to win. And that is such a perfect picture, such a perfect illustration of what it's like when we try to influence things that are outside of our control. When we try to control the things that are outside of our control. I think that's a better way to put it. Uh, we can influence a lot of things, but we cannot control things that are not in our control. And the quicker we understand that, the more quickly we are going to be able to work through whatever change it is that we're fighting against. Let's see some comments here. So <laughs> Carol said she shared and put the hashtag and I'll have to tell you later if you did it right. I sure will. Hi, Denise. I'm glad you're here. Ah, Carol said she saw the Mopping the Ocean video, and uh, I thought, boy, he's not making progress. So glad to have it explained. Well, when we think about our lives sometimes, as I watched that man, I watched it several times, he's mopping the ocean. I thought to myself, where in my life have I spent so much energy trying to control the ocean? something that is 100% outside of my ability to do anything about. Those waves are going to come in and those waves are going to go out. And no amount of mopping, no matter how big my mop, no matter how big my bucket, 
no matter how many hours I put in, no matter how hard I work, no matter how tired I get. Are you hearing me? There are situations in our life that we cannot control. And every ounce of energy that we spend fighting the inevitable is energy that could fuel the possible. We can spend so much energy fighting the inevitable, the ocean that's going to keep coming in. We can fight it all we want, but all of that energy, we exhaust ourselves trying to control something that's outside of our control when we could take that same energy and put it toward the possible. This is what I mean by the hashtag respect the now. It is what it is. And when we can acknowledge the circumstances in our lives that we have been trying to control that are outside of our control, the better off we are going to be. Make sense? I wonder, and if you would like to share this, I would love, I would love to hear it. Where, as we're talking today, tonight, where are you trying to control something that is not yours to control? It is not yours to control. Where are you doing that in your life? Ask yourself that question, because I think it's a question worth asking ourselves frequently. Where am I putting my energy into controlling the thing that I can't control? Many years ago, they I worked for the United States government. I worked for the Postal Service and they dissolved the entire district that I worked in. It was gone. They just dissolved it, incorporated a lot of the pieces into some neighboring districts and my whole world went away. And I was flabbergasted. I was flabbergasted. I did not expect it, did not see it coming, did not want it to happen. And my job was eliminated. My job was eliminated and I was beside myself. And so instead of initially embracing the truth of it, there was a change that came at me that was totally outside of my control. Nothing I could have done could have changed it. In fact, the district that I worked in was a high performing district. We were productive. We were doing well. We were serving our customers well. We were serving our employees well. We were doing a great job. I was a part of that. And yet, circumstances outside of our control came to bear on my work situation. And bam, my job was gone. Has that ever happened to you? It wasn't because of me. It wasn't because I did something wrong. It was outside of my control. And yet I cried every night and grieving is appropriate, right? We grieve all loss. My, my friend and, and live stream leadership member, Linda Pouillat says it all the time. We grieve all loss, but I didn't just grieve the loss of my security and my comfort and my um, future that I had planned. I didn't just grieve that loss. I got stuck in looking back. I got stuck in trying to second guess what could I do differently? What could I have done? What could I have, how could I have changed that outcome? Something that was way out of my scope, way out of my control. It was the ocean, you guys. And I had a little mop and was, was on the beach trying to soak it all up. 
And then I turned my attention to trying to still do my job, even though they had told me they didn't want me to do my job anymore. I was holding on tight, you guys. My job was in the media. My, my role was to reach out to uh, the news media reporters and television stations and fill them in on information about what was happening in my organization. That was my job. I loved it. And that got taken away from me. It was gone. And I got a call. I got a call from one of the local news stations. And I had all the information they needed. And so I gave it to them. But it it wasn't mine to give anymore. It wasn't my job. I had my mop. I was trying to mop up that ocean, trying to control that big situation that changed. And I thought, I'm just going to keep my little part of the world exactly the same. I'm going to keep doing what I used to do. And somehow, magically, it's going to prevent this change from happening. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Let's see, Kelly says this, it's taken me decades to realize I'm okay with things I can't control. Decades. It's such a lightning feeling to let go of those kind of things and the world survived. That's really a key piece of it, Kelly, and thank you for bringing that up. Understanding that life will go on without me trying to control the ocean. The United States Postal Service moved ahead without me holding on to the claim I staked on the job that I didn't want to give up. They were able to move ahead without me doing that. The little piece that I thought I had to do, I didn't. I really didn't. There was another person there who was going to take up that load. Somebody else was going to make the decision who had been given the authority to do it. Somebody else was going to step in and do the things that I used to do. And I didn't like it. And so I kept trying to do them. I kept trying to set up little public fun events to promote things. I kept, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad motive, but I had a bucket and a mop and all this change had come my way. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to clean up this mess. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. It cost me. It cost me, like Kelly said, holding on to the things that I couldn't control cost me in how heavy my load felt. I was dragging, you guys. I was dragging. And it wasn't until I finally sat down and decided to take a look at these Thrive Principles and apply them to my life like I invite you to do every week I had to sit down and say all right am I bringing the honor to this situation in all honesty I told myself I was but in reality I wasn't forces outside of my control had made a decision that I did not like and I had chosen to pretend they hadn't make it they hadn't made it so that I could keep my world within my control. You know what? That's a human thing. But when I spent all my energy trying to control what I couldn't, trying to maintain something that had already been broken, trying to make decisions for people that it wasn't even my job to make their decision before. It certainly wasn't my job to make their decision after they eliminated my job. <laughs> when I put all my effort into that, this is what I saw happening on the other side of the coin. 
I was missing opportunities. I was putting all that energy into controlling what wasn't mine to control. And I didn't have any energy left for the opportunity. Every ounce of energy I spent fighting the inevitable, that organizational change that I didn't want to see happen, it was energy that I could have used to fuel what was possible. And whenever there is great change, there is great possibility. I want you to write that down. Whenever there is great change, there is also great possibility. It's a find the beauty principle. The darker the night, the brighter the light. The darker the night, the brighter the light. Where there is joy, there is also suffering and pain. Where there is suffering and pain, there is also joy. Every close, every opening represents the closing of something else. Every door that opens represents the closing of something else. Every good opportunity that comes also represents the end of another opportunity. Trying to control the past or the present makes us unable to impact the future because our energy is fueling the useless. That man, if he spent eight or 10 hours a day in that little video I posted, if that man spends eight or 10 hours a day trying to mop up the ocean, when he gets home, he's exhausted and he's got nothing to show for it. All right, let's see what's going on. Oh, Tammy, I'm glad you're here. All right, Carol says we can't control our family members. Oh, Carol! You're right. You are so right, and I've tried it, um, and I failed. Carol says we can't control our family members and their reactions. We cannot control people's reactions. We can only love and respect the now. It took me a long time to just realize I only have control of me. This is wisdom right here. I only have control of me. It made me so happy to realize that. Carol says, now I see them every chance I can and make the best of those moments. It's the greatest possibility of joy. Fueling the possibility of joy, of connection, of um, opportunity. Uh, when, when the big change that comes our way is a job, a job loss, or an organizational shift that leaves us displaced, gosh, that sounds nice, doesn't it? <laughs> or perhaps fired something as significant to us as our livelihood and our job, that is a big change. And if we can understand quickly that it's 100% normal and healthy to grieve the loss, but when we start to try to control the things we can't control, we are going to miss our opportunity to influence the possibilities that lie ahead. Every change brings with it possibility for something better. It turns over the soil in our lives and gets out some of the weeds and allows the opportunity for seeds to drop into that soil and take root and grow if we are able to put our energy looking ahead or looking at ourselves. Carol said it so beautifully. I learned a long time ago, I only have control of me. I cannot control my husband. I cannot control my dog, although I had better success with him than my husband. <laughs> right, Teddy? Right, Kenny? Um, there are so many things in my life, people that I love, that I feel like I know what's best for them, but I'm not in charge of making their decisions. I can only 
choose how I'm going to act. And let's bring in that other Thrive Principle, bring the honor. Dealing with unwanted change, relinquishing the attempt to control that inevitable thing that we cannot control. We cannot control if one of our loved one dies. We cannot control if we have children who have gone astray, who are using drugs. We cannot control if our organization goes away. We cannot control. The list is endless. And we can we can spend all our time listing the things we can't control when really we could focus on that short list. One thing that I know that I can control is me. I can choose my attitude. I can choose my outlook. I can choose my actions. I can choose how I show up, how I show up. I can choose that. I can control how I show up. I show up and I bring honor to a situation. I bring love. I bring patience. I bring um, clarity. Sometimes I bring vulnerability and pain and sadness, but I'm doing all those things with honor, choosing to control the one thing I can control, me. Laura says it's like the wisdom of the serenity prayer, knowing the difference of what we can and cannot change. It is wisdom. Exactly. I love that, Laura. Um, let me see. The serenity prayer says, Lord, help me to, uh, I don't know. We'll have to post it. Laura, if you can find it or if you remember it, type it in. Um, but Laura says it doesn't always happen with that first prayer for sure. It's a journey, isn't it? It's a journey. Just like it was a journey for me when my organization eliminated my job and my entire postal district and all of the people that used to be in power weren't anymore. And I was so confused and trying to control my little piece of that pie and, and keep it from changing when everything around me was shifting. It took me a little bit of time. I'm inviting you. If you've spent your time now trying to control the thing you can't control, it's time for you to shift from trying to mop up the ocean from the beach eight or 10 or 12 hours a day. You could do it for your whole life. Some of you have been doing it for your whole life, trying to control people, trying to control circumstances, trying to bend reality to fit what you want it to be. That person that you're dating may not love you. They're not treating you with respect. You've tried to get them to change, but they're not changing. Where do you want to put your energy? Trying to make somebody do what they've shown you they won't. Trying to make somebody feel something they've shown you they don't feel. I feel like I'm talking to somebody tonight. So just receive this if this is for you. Do not allow yourself to put all of your energy in trying to control a person unless that person is you. 100%. Ah, Kelly says this again, the reference to who moved my cheese. One of the greatest books of all time. In fact, you know what? I think I'm going to get that on Audible. I need to get that on an audio book, Kelly. Years and years ago, Kelly read the book, Who Moved My Cheese? changed her life. Kelly, what was the most important thing that you learned from that book, Who Moved My Cheese? Um, in many ways, that book was designed for companies that were going through downsizing, like the company I was in experienced. But um, Kelly used it 
in a personal way, and you don't have to share with us the details of that, Kelly, but just just share with us, if you will, what was your big takeaway from that book? Because it is a life-changing outlook. Who moved my cheese? I love that book. So, um, <laughs> oh, here it is. Kelly just summed it right up. If I don't change, I'll die. Wow, that's that's powerful. That's powerful. If I don't change, I'll die. Talk about a light bulb moment, eh? Mm. Okay, here's the serenity prayer, you guys. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. You guys, this is why you're here. You are here because you want to gain wisdom. How can I learn? How can you learn to apply wisdom to the changes that come into your life so that you are not spending your energy fighting the ocean, trying to mop up the waves on the beach when the ocean and the beach were designed to do what they do? They do it. They've been doing it for millennia. And here you are trying to stop that flow, trying to mop up that mess. What wisdom there is in being able to embrace, I cannot control that and I will let it go, but I will control the one thing I can. Ah, Kelly says that's an amazing prayer. I think everyone can somehow relate to it. I know I can. Laura, thank you for the reminder about it because it is powerful. Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. That doesn't mean that we don't attempt to make change in the world. That's what being a leader is. That's that's what mo I would say all of us who have been who have a purpose, who have been called to do something good in the world, we want to make a positive difference, right? I know I do. So just because I can't change individuals, just because I can't make organizations not shrink, not collapse, not dissolve, just because I can't do those things doesn't mean that I don't have an ability to impact something and to control things. The key is for me to understand what I can control and put my effort toward it. It is for you to understand the things that are outside of your control and put your effort toward the things you can. Carol listed one of them, people. We cannot control people. I look back um, at one of the worst nights of my life and one of my children had gone out and they were not responding to my call. They were over 18 years old, they were young adults, and they were not responding to my call. I had my phone, it was a little flip phone, and I, for about two hours straight, just kept calling and calling and calling. And my child kept clicking the ringer off, clicking the ringer off, clicking the ringer off, ignoring me. And the more they ignored me, the more angry I got, the more upset I got, the more anxious I got. I started to spin the fact that they were not responding to me into emergencies and terrible scenarios. You might have done that. I look back on that now and I'm tempted to laugh. 
what was I thinking? I wasn't going to make that child, that adult, answer the phone. It didn't matter how many times I called. I wasn't going to make them do it. I wasn't going to make them come home at the time I wanted. I wasn't going to make them do anything. And we talked about this a couple of months back now here on Sunday Night Live, that I could not do anything to control them. All I could do was choose to establish my boundaries and hold people accountable. So I'm not suggesting for a minute that you just write off trying to influence people because that would not be true. I think that it's important to try and influence people for good, but we cannot get attached to trying to control them. We cannot put all of our energy into trying to make those situations somehow magically abracadabra be different. We have to hashtag respect the now. Uh, Kelly says she's done that. Yeah, I think many parents have done that, looking for our child in that, that time when they're starting to establish themselves as independent, right? Uh, I tried to control something that was out of my control instead of focusing on myself. How can I choose my actions according to my values and set boundaries that are appropriate that I can enforce? can't make anybody do anything, but I can certainly control myself. I can choose how I show up. I can choose to take the energy I spend trying to mop up the ocean and put it toward a possibility, put it toward the opportunities that always show up in the midst of change. When there is change, there is disruption, there is unevenness, there are cracks in the floor, there's walls that are breaking. But in the midst of those cracks, some sunlight shines in and there's some freedom in those. Respect the now says, I don't, I maybe don't like what's going on, but I am not going to try to control the aspects of this that are outside of my control. I'm going to put my energy in the things that I can't control. And that starts with me. That starts with you. All right, you guys, that's it. Um, I hope, I hope that as you reflect on what we've talked about this week, that you take a few moments, maybe jot down an area in your life where you realize you've been putting too much energy into trying to control something that's outside of your control. I'm going to leave you with this story. Uh, today at church, I talked with a friend who had some eye surgery and she was um, it was serious. It was serious stuff. And she was flat on her back for a long time. She was forced to not watch TV, to not read, to not do anything that strained her eyes, to be still, to be silent. And it was a really, really tough journey for her. And I asked her, what is the part of this journey that you learned the most? What, what part of that journey um, is the most valuable to you now that you you've healed and you're you're into the next phase and she said 100 it was that feeling of being out of control that she couldn't do what she wanted to do she had to stay still she had to be still even though she didn't want to circumstances outside of her control her health prevented it and yet she was able to through prayer through reflection through um, talking with wise counselors 
come to a place where she was able to say now as she looks back that the best lesson that she learned from that challenging journey was that she can be still, that she can be still, that she doesn't have to be in control, that things can happen without her fingerprints all over them and it's okay. What a beautiful thing. The midst of her unwanted change, she was able to see a great lesson and learn something. Hashtag find the beauty. She found some beauty in there, even in the midst of all the change. You can do the same. I can do the same. And I wish you all the best as you move forward this week. May the changes that come your way be, oh, I was going to say be powerful, but that can be a little bit, <laughs> a little bit surprising. I pray that the change, that you are able to deal with the changes that come your way with resilience with clarity, with positivity. And I love you. Kelly says, I was the only friar at Taco Bell. I can't work every day. I have to trust that my boss could train someone else to do it. He did train someone and I feel lighter. Yay, Kelly. I love that. And thank you for sharing. Yes. Just because we're the only one who knows how now doesn't mean that we have to be the only one who knows how in the future, right? But the pressure, that obligation. Mm. Oh, Carol says tonight was incredible. I am glad that it was good for you, Carol. I'm glad that you're taking something powerful away. You guys use this stuff. Use it. Practice it. And if you if you mess up, it's okay. I mess up all the time. Go back and revisit it. Go back and look at that principle. Respect the now. Am I understanding where I'm at? Am I being honest about what's happening around me? Am I being fair to myself or am I trying to make myself mop up the ocean? Give yourself permission to put all that energy into the possibility. You will not be sorry. All right. With that, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.